Happy Corner. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Happy Corner podcast with KB and Amy and Timmy. And we have a very special guest. We are so excited to to have uh, Matt Brown here. The hilarious Chicago. Yeah. Rocking it. Rocking. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me here. Yeah, we are it's so nice excited to be funny on purpose. Yeah, right. Oh, hell yeah, it's crazy, crazy. So, oh, how yeah. are you doing? How you holding I, up? I'm doing okay. Like, as far as like material shit, I'm really lucky. My job let me work from home, so like, I'm fine on that shit. Because a lot of people out here fucking scrounging for ramen, and I'm just grateful to not be in that position. Like, yeah, this right. quarantine has hit people's finances hard. Yeah. Um, comedy wise, though, I have not been on stage since like March 9th. It's been like about two, two and a half months and I have maybe written three jokes. I'm kind of like a lot of these people are like, I'm going to write a movie. I'm going to fix my act. I'm going to do all this shit. I can't do it. Mm, throw in the towel. I'm good. But when all this stuff's over, I know someone's going to ask me to go do 20 minutes somewhere and I'm going to freak out for the night before and then it'll be fine. Like, because there's no way to even know like what anyone's going to be responding to if this doesn't open up for another two months. Like our whole, everything could be way different. So I don't know. I'm just trying to do day by day and not try to have like this perfect project done by the end. I don't think yeah. we need to worry about being productive. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think that like, like for me, I've been trying to stay productive just mm-hmm. because for me, my depression and shit like that will kick in if I don't stay active doing You got to keep yourself healthy. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like whatever steps it takes for you to be mm-hmm. healthy during this weird ass time, then that's what the fuck people should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that should not infringe on anybody else needing to do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Get your fulfillment the way you can. I agree. Yeah. I also can relate to not really writing much because I, I write based on like experience stuff I'm out doing. And, you know, a lot of my shit is written while I'm driving around. And so mm-hmm. since I haven't been driving around, I don't really. And when I do drive around, I'm like, oh, my God, what is this? Like, it's so. It's just so weird at this point. You come out like that. You come out the house like Brooks from a Shawshank. Like cars move so fast. <laughs> got yourself in a great big hurry. <laughs> just scaring the shit out of yourself with every movement. <laughs> Making us all like agoraphobic and shit. What the fuck? I don't know. Cause my thing is I tend to write mostly on stage mm-hmm. and like, I cannot like improvise to myself in an apartment where I have roommates. Right. That, you, you look mentally right. ill. You just look mentally ill. Like, keep, keep it to yourself. Keep it to your entire damn self. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck is he doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why is he saying that four times? And why is he doing that funny this time? Because <laughs> when you write out loud, that's the process. Nope, still sucks. Nope, yep. still sucks. Nope, still sucks. Yep. That's why, that's now, why I like car riding them by myself. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. I had. <laughs> I was in a car with a comedian one time and they were talking out loud their set. And when they were talking out loud their set, they were saying what the crowd's response was going to be. <laughs> oh, no. I love that. I were love they like it. a year in? Were they brand new? <laughs> yeah. And so I was oh, like, well, good. It was like, it was like uh, 
uh, and then the crowd's gonna laugh there, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, are they? Are they really? It's so funny because I don't know who you're talking about, but I'm just putting like different comedians in their yeah. spot. <laughs> like, yeah. well, it could be Same. this person. <laughs> Good. Yep. Good. Exactly. That's like, I'm like, like, I was like, the only thing you can do is get up there and do it. You're not going to right. know. What right. there are certain words or inflections or facial expressions that you do with shit that you don't even realize that you do right. that sells that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that like, make it what it oh, is, and the, and the crowd is gonna laugh here. It's like, uh, <laughs> okay, That's like, did it. you put applause break here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of when you see a young comic and they get a laugh somewhere that they didn't expect it, and it scares them so much it fucks up the rest of their set. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen that. that. Yeah. I have definitely it's so seen fun. that. It's like, oh, it's supposed to happen. It was good. Stop freaking out. Oh, I have, I have <laughs> seen that, and then I have seen them the following week take that part and just beat it to fucking death trying to get a laugh. Mm-hmm. It's because terrible. they figured if they had to cry about it at home, it's worth something. Right. Hey, right. you know what I love doing is I, I love laughing the bomb. Oh, like KB is like, famous for I mean this. Is- <laughs> no, I know exactly. Exactly but what you some mean. people might not get with laughing the bomb is if somebody is bombing. Now I am laughing at the bomb. Yes. And some of them don't realize that, like, yo, like I've had comedians I'm laughing at the bomb and they come up, there's like you was rocking with that set. I was like, nah. the same, <laughs> the same person I gave my example about, I have seen that happen with KB. KB <laughs> laughed through their whole set. And then came up to her afterwards and was like, it was good, right? KB's like, oh, no, fam. KB is a little bit more mature than me. And so she will just tell you the truth to your face. She will say, no, I'll say, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm going to get smoke. I'll just. I'd be like, I like your shoes and walk away. Hey, it was just really brave just to go up there. Oh, I love that. I'd be like, that wasn't it. I see what you were trying to get at, but that wasn't it. Yeah. Hey, let them figure out how to get to what is it. But I'm not about, I'm, I'm, I was laughing because you was bombing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and if I wasn't laughing at you bombing, there wouldn't be any laughter. And then it gets to the point where people are just laughing at KB laughing. Yeah. And sometimes the funniest part is when someone's bombing who is actually funny, like you've seen them kill a thousand times and this audience is just hating them. And yeah. it's so funny that the audience hates them. Like that's sometimes the best bomb to watch them laugh at for me. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. It's like, you don't suck, but they hate you. You don't yeah. suck, but they fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> you know what? And there's a specific laugh I do for that one too. Is it? Is it? <laughs> like you'll hear it in a <laughs> like she's exhausted like she, ah, yeah and then, and then also like it's a surprise coming out like she didn't know <laughs> oh it's i miss comedy you're making me really miss comedy oh. even those stupid shitty open mics <laughs> Three people in the audience. I I miss, miss so much shit because like I really had a very busy 2020 all until this like closed down. Oh, you was big like, into oh, eBay, bro. You I was you, insane. You, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, wait, did you graduate? I graduated. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Congratulations! Congratulations! Yeah, finally, finally. 
It only yeah. took four years, but I literally started doing stand up at 18. So yeah. everyone thinks I've been in college for 25 years. <laughs> like, like, I've been in college as long as everyone's known me. So they're like, when are you going to graduate? And I'm like, I've only been here three and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> you just, it all happened at the same time. Yeah. But um, no, January, I had like almost 40 shows. And then February, like a good 15, 20. And then March, you can't have much because we were only open for two weeks. Yeah. But like, I fucking miss all the crazy shit that I had to deal with. In January, I had to fucking, I uh, carried a woman like out like i like physically carry when we passed out of the fucking club i miss all that shit i will be security if it means i get to go out of my house right it's all the shit because we see everything especially when you host at a club or you host at a venue for a long period yeah. of time yeah. you're the one carrying people out you're the one who's like oh okay so that's what's happening with the sewage oh you're <laughs> you see oh. everything and i kind of miss the nuts and the bolts yeah i really like to saying hi to sound guys and like asking when we're going to start and like fuck getting on stage because i can't remember my set i, I don't really think don't i can think either right now anyway and i don't think we could ever go back to him anyway no no not after this maybe shit about your divorce maybe the shit about my family but other than that it's all gotta go right it's got to go <laughs> like unless the very like balances of your life like those bits that you have about like your foundational people and your foundational times if you have those stories yeah those never go but like the shit that you were doing about going on a date two months ago shut up no we know we know we know that this didn't happen recently okay yeah i will say this though i also don't want to have the corona joke and that surrounding that be beat to death Right. Yeah, I don't either. want that to be the monopoly on comedy either. That'll because, be so because I've listened to a lot of like new hip hop songs and a lot of them have already referenced. Yes. I listened to the new future album. Future does. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Me too. He already has a reference. Yeah. I was like, I sat there for a minute, like, like I was doing something and listening to it in the background, and I'm like, he just say coronavirus. Did he just say? Okay, what I will never ever be able to figure out if it takes like a solo artist like almost two years to put together a CD and like a comedian like a year to year and a half to put together an hour. How the fuck do all these rappers make like four albums a year? How do you master and produce twelve tracks in two months? And they're and they're current events. Like they're super current. You're like, I heard that on the news yesterday. How did they do that? Comedian but comedians do do that you see that in late night late night every night they are talking about what is immediately going on yeah you know what i'm saying like they're the the late nights is like those type of uh rappers who release all the time do you think we you know there are certain comedians that are lauren hill you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) that's true (laughs) do you think it's fair to say though that future has 20 writers on his album the same way stephen colbert does that's why I'm saying, like, how does this happen? But That's because you have staff. Yeah. See, I, I, okay. I don't know how the fuck pulling it. Well, they got time now, I guess. I don't know. And I really think the type of comedian that is sort of like a Lauren Hill, I don't think they can thrive anymore. They don't really have a space to exist. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, they do, because everybody wants to be a stand of somebody now. 
Okay. So they keep their core. Like think of a like somebody like a Summer Walker. She was fucking up all different types of shows, and her fans was still buying tickets, still waiting four and a half hours to get into venues. Just, mm. and she a new artist. She ain't got but two mixed two albums. Damn. One album. Like a lot of them. Hey, the way that streaming is set up, and the way that people can like work around a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of them can kind of control when they're releasing. I guess what I meant when I said, I guess what I meant when I said like a Lauren Hill type of artist is somebody who doesn't really like release material. Like she has like one legendary piece of work and then another thing that came afterward, but like she doesn't really put out a lot of new work. A type of a comedian that like will sit on a bit for like 10 years and like do it everywhere all over the country. He's the last of that generation. He's the last of the 1970s guys who did that. He's the very end of it. Yeah. Like, they, it just sort of became not fashionable. Well, it's because the way we consume content now. Yeah, yeah, totally. We consume it so quickly that, like, yep. dude, Derek, you could talk about something from two weeks ago and sound dated. Oh, yeah. Like, you would be like, what are you talking about? That was two weeks ago. Do you guys remember, like, I, hey, just look at just look at your timeline. Like, four months ago, we thought it was World War Three. <laughs> oh, yeah. You yeah. know, like, that. Like nobody is concerned about a war or whatever going on. It's like, hey, this COVID is the shit right now. Yeah. And when that shit is no longer popping, then it'll be something else. You know. Well, what I'm and saying? that's what I think. I I agree with you. Where I don't want comedy to, you know, beat fucking COVID with a stick, and it be that's all we talk about. But the life that we've had to like now adapt to because of it is shit that can be written about, and. And I think it's just going to be cheap if you do all your old shit because it was a different world at that point. Yeah. You know, we have to live differently now. And when shit opens up, we'll probably have to live differently for a long time. And so I think with that, probably our jokes have to adapt to that, too. And if they don't, you're going to look like. Yeah, but but okay, flip that, though. We've been through a lot of shit that our jokes haven't adapted to, though. I feel like over the past five years, our culture sort of demanded it, actually. That our jokes have sort of responded to what we've, you know, as we've seen too and Time's Up and we've seen Black Lives Matter and we've seen all these things. What has become popular to joke about and acceptable to talk about in public has really shifted due to that. So I don't, I, maybe I don't understand what you're asking. But those people who still do that are still doing it is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But how is that, like, how is that respond? Like, how do people respond to that? I guess I would need an example. Like what I mean is like, once they have their core, it doesn't matter. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's all I'm saying yeah, yeah. Really, is oh that yeah. You once, are, you once, are absolutely right. Now like that you, now that you've said that, I've just that. thought of like four examples. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they don't exist necessarily within the, the lexicon of everybody of popular culture right now. Right. Mm-hmm. But they are still existing as in they're still maybe touring or have another outlet to where they're people who fuck with them. Yeah. Like, for instance, Insane Clown Posse is still got people still fucking with them. Tina yeah. Turner is still popular in Sweden. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, so in some regards, in with yes, within the mainstream culture of everything, yes, yeah. we've the comedians have adapted. But people still but fuck those with them, that yeah. d- didn't choose to, they still 
are getting by without having to because they have a core that is certainly look at Louie, look at Louie, look at Ron White, look at Bill Engvall, look at like all these. Yeah, they're in. Also, there's that before you even get into the people who were um, household names in Philly theaters, like back when, you know, we're starting comedy and shit, like just in that like B level of the guys who make a living, like headlining redneck bars and shit. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing happened to them. They're still making their 60 grand a year living in their yeah. car and they're fine. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's that's all I mean. It's like like within our perception of what our reality and what our pop culture and mainstream is, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, it has changed. But we can't say that on the peripheral, there's other shit that's still happening that's still generating a strong following, still draining generating money you're saying we're not putting everything into it yeah you know what i'm saying okay Okay. like like if you look at somebody like nick DePaulo, he put his like people are like oh boomers they don't know but he put his shit up on youtube and blew that shit up Mm -hmm. like he had an incredibly successful on youtube he probably made a couple million dollars off that yeah with his following who Mm -hmm. people think are not quote-unquote tech savvy or whoop the wop the band so, like, it's kind of like, you know. Well, you have to realize, and that's the thing that our my generation, I feel like, is uh, doesn't count on people of, like, that, like, the 90s New York guys, like, and those sort of, like, edgy guys that don't count on them for, is that a lot of these guys had 15-year radio careers and talk shows and stuff that they had this big following that they've had since 2002 or whatever. And so even if they dip out of the limelight for a little bit, like these are guys, they have uh, followings that can't see them in clubs. And so as soon as they see any content, they're so excited. Guys like Rich Boss and Apollo and like these right. guys that theaters, right. like they're fans that are just so ready to see anything they do. Right. And like, uh, right. who's another woman from that time period? Judy Gold. She's another one. Yeah. She doesn't do things. But she, yeah. that time period and it's like as soon as they put anything out even if it's not politically correct their fans are going to jump on it because they've been building a fan base since 95 yeah and because it's not yeah. politically correct that's what that fan base loves they're gonna that's what they want they I don't they don't want feel like the... if you stay as a club headliner for 20 years you will have a more loyal fan base than if you tour clubs for five and then get into headliners, get into theaters, and get into larger theaters, and then get into stadiums. Your fan base will always be growing, but you will have the loyal ability like a Lou now. She can sell 300 seats anywhere in the goddamn country that she wants, and she's been able to for 20 years because she's built up the time. She's probably yeah. never going to be a headliner, yeah. but she can always make a living on the road. She can always sell 300 tickets. <laughs> KB. That was great comedy talk. God I damn know. it. Diablo that was just... like, uh, it, it was so we refreshing because we haven't been able to kind of do, do comedy. I know we, we haven't been talking about. about... Yeah. yeah. And uh, I did sign up for, I'm, I'm doing a, a comedy, uh Zoom comedy show. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've, I haven't done one. Have any of you guys done one? I have not. I haven't. I've, I've hosted trivia over okay. Facebook Live, but I haven't done a comedy show. That's a... I'm being asked. I'm asked to do a next month as like a fundraiser, and um, I've not done like stand up and won't till then. So like, I don't know what's gonna come out. I'm I'm just gonna talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a conversation with an evening with. But um, yeah, no. How are you? How are you feeling about doing stand up on Zoom to like no audience? I, I I have no clue. I I'm doing it because the 
person who asked me to do it, mm-hmm. he is like, he's a former student and he started stand up and he's in oh, really? San Francisco. He's like, Oh, like I haven't been able to do a show with you. So this would be a cool way to do a show with you. Oh, that's me. And I was like, nice. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and so, yeah, it should be fun. You know, is, this, had, a, is like, this a little buddy that used to come to Mojo's? Is no, not that, that does not comedy? That. No, no, someone else. Okay. Do um, how are you gonna like get into like doing your act? Because when you're doing it three nights a week, you don't have to think about it. But like when you haven't done it forever, do you have notes you look back on? Are you gonna do recordings? Like, how are you gonna try and prepare? I don't fucking know. But like, my first instinct, my first instinct is whenever I'm in the situation where i'm unfamiliar i state the obvious and try to make that funny like mm-hmm. i gotta address what is because i can't i can't i gotta be comfortable and if i'm comfortable y'all gonna be comfortable so like let me get this out so that we can all be comfortable and have fun mm-hmm. uh and so like i think but he told me he would send me a video because they recorded uh, one so that they could have a sample to send to the comedians that they invite on to do it. Uh, and so he's sending me that and I'm just going to kind of base what I should do off of that. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, the base of it is going to be like a majority of the people are in San Francisco in the Bay area. So like, uh, rich people don't laugh very really much. Really cool. So to <laughs> <do it> and, <laughs> What was that? I said rich people don't laugh very much, so don't take it to heart. Ah, oh, fuck them rich people. Because Bay Area, you gotta have, like, fucking four grand to live in a box. <laughs> PB's good at making yeah. people laugh by making fun of them. So, like, it's a yeah. skill. Honestly, I just think that's, like, if you're black and you're not stupid, you can do that. I really think that's what do. <laughs> It's just like, cause you can't like, you can't get along in like a fuck, the high school I went to or the neighborhood I lived in and not be able to like Jones and give people shit. Like yeah. there's absolutely no way to survive. If you're just going to let people talk to you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be able to give it back to them and give it back to them so hard. They don't give it back. So that way they know that, you know, the deal's done. Yeah. That's but not hard enough that you get your ass beat. It's a tight exactly. rope. It's a, it's a tight rope, man. You wow. be on that high wire, man. Mm-hmm. You be on that high wire. That's I didn't have to fight a couple of times. I was like, damn, dude. Too much, too much, too much. <laughs> Should have dialed the back a little bit. Shit. I heard this in an interview. It was like one of Joan Rivers' last interviews before she died. Uh, he, uh, Ron Bennington asked her if, he, if she'd ever apologize for a joke, and she said no, but if you tell me to shut up, I will. And he's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, if Kanye West comes to my house and says, shut the fuck up, I'll shut the fuck up. Not, my last words are not going to be, it was just a joke. I'm sorry, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, we all have that thing of, like, sometimes we just wish we'd shut the fuck up, and yeah. when you get enough experience, you know when the line is. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you gotta, you gotta know. And when I was in high school, I never I threw people. I threw them. I just pick them up and throw them. No fucks. No fucks. Because I didn't want to beat nobody's ass. I didn't want to have to get into it. I had to go to class. You need to get out of my way. I was like the yeah, person I, that stood in the middle of fights trying to break it I, up. I had a chick, this girl named Jessie, dude. She sent a note from another girl 
for me to meet her in the girl's bathroom during like fourth or fifth period or some shit like that in junior high. And I was like, what the fuck? And she was like, yeah, she gonna beat your ass. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what is the fucking issue? Mm-hmm. And so I go in there and she was like, yeah, I heard you talking shit about me. I was like, no, I wasn't talking shit about you, but you know, and that's then, literally like, all you have to say. I heard you talking shit about me. You talking shit about my cousin, and then oh, and then, <laughs> and then, bam, we got to scrapping, and yes, her head met that motherfucking dryer, that hand dryer, right. and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I wasn't even trying to be on that shit. You know what I'm saying? They brought the fuck out. They, they, they. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was a straight up nerd. But don't fuck with the nerds. Don't you don't because we have too much shit held in. We have way too much shit held in. Yeah. Don't fuck with the nerds, bro. Like especially a black nerd at a black high school. Like we're going through some shit. Dude, I've been a black nerd at a black high school and at a white high school. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Mm. That shit's wild. Because, like, I just remember being in school and teachers being so goddamn confused that I would have a question. Like, I would raise my hand and they'd look at me like, wow. <laughs> like, I just remember that all the time. Just like, wow. Like, you're thinking? You're like, what's thinking? this nigga eating for? What's this nigga eating shit for? Like, Jesus Christ. I just remember that. So it was just, just the befuddlement. The old 63 year old white befuddlement. <laughs> That's so sad. So wait, wait, wait. All right. All right. So you got an old person inside of you. Now, if you were a golden girl, because the golden girls are our theme. Yes. At the Happy Corner Podcast, mm-hmm. which golden girl would you be, man? Okay. It's really, really, really fucking hard. Because, like... In my mind, I want to be Blanche, but I'm not a hoe. I just pretend. Like, mm-hmm. I, I talk a lot of talk and I get halfway there, but I'm really not that much of a hoe. Right. But I think that's also Blanche. I don't think she actually fucks all those guys. I just think she sucks a lot of dick and gets a lot of steak. Um, <laughs> that, that's my gig on her. I would say I'm probably most like any of them. I'm like literally, and no one ever believes this, but when you like know me in life, life, you understand this. I am 50 50 Dorothy and Rose. Okay. I am like the most sarcastic, evil, mean person, and then also naive and doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, I love I, that. I, I, totally I am country in the Midwestern and don't pay attention and don't fucking know, but I will rip you to shreds in five seconds on the one thing I saw. I yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I'm, 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 I'm Rose and Dorothy. I love that. I'm drinking yeah. out of Blanche today. Oh, that's my, nice. Out of my Blanche so, Golden so. Girl uh, shot glass, if I say a word. Oh, if beautiful. If you have, have whole moments, you know what I'm saying? That's whole moments are for Blanche. That's yeah. for Blanche, you know. Okay. Now, I will say when I give comedians advice, I turn into Sophia. It turns into Sicily. It's 1922. I need you to picture it. I like, yeah. I shrink. Yeah, it's very. <laughs> I love it. I love her so much. She's the best. Hey, we should get into a segment. Yeah, oh, I can that, roll. I can roll this die right now. Yes, let's, roll the die. What let's, I could never handle is that um, Dorothy and uh, Sophia were clearly Jewish in real life. I don't know why their mother and daughter, why they, why they had to be Italian. I don't either. Like, I don't know why they It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they could have yeah. just it, been it, Jews. It would have worked been the fine. same. Right. I know, right? Because like literally, uh, it's, just, it's just white people screaming at each other. Right. Yeah, in like, the end. Difference. Right. Okay. It's ethnic white people. That's it. <laughs> 
All right. You want to know what I rolled? Customer service. I rolled a number five. A number yeah. five means that we're going to talk about any broke hacks that you may have. Broke hacks. Yeah. So, you know, sure. we'd be broke, sometimes hungry. We get creative. We steal toilet paper, salt and shake, salt and pepper packets from the uh, fast food joints, shit like that. Anything fun? I mean, I've got hacks and hacks and hacks, but I mean, they come from childhood. They come from living in a trailer park. They come mm-hmm. from comedy. I have like different levels of broke that I can share with you. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. I would like example. to hear a lot of trailer um, park ones personally. Yeah, same. Same. Oh, can we go so through? I've, <laughs> so I've heard, I've seen some black people in the South do this, but it's really mostly white trash like Appalachian. I kept batteries in my fridge till we were like, until I was like 15. I forgot Just about that. Whatever. Yes, yes, and a lighter maybe, and a lighter in there next to it in oh, the yeah, same Tupperware. Yeah, That's yeah, a yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, keep it all, keep yeah. all the food go down to the bottom so that way you can get it the next day and you can smoke a cigarette in the morning. Uh, <laughs> next to mom's um, carton of cigarettes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then another pro hack is uh, when you run out of coffee filters in the morning, uh, just put a bunch of paper towels in there. My mom would do that. She just use like half a roll of paper towels and then just put coffee filters in there and uh, do it that way. Um, another fun thing that you can do um, if you like don't really you feel like paying for like a hospital bed, um, like when you give birth or whatever. One of my mom's friends just had her baby in the shower when we lived in the trailer park. She just she just in the shower she had her baby standing up and i think that's a great way to save like five grand probably <laughs> i think you're supposed it to was... have babies standing up i think that's the thing oh, yeah no it was really funny because uh her name was lisa she called my mom and she said i'm having a baby right now and so my mom went over there and then i went over there with her because i was like five and um she was in the shower and then she had the baby in the shower and then my mom called the fire department and my mom's friend would not let the fire department cut the cord. She was walking around with a placenta from one end of the trailer to the other, just with a towel for like an hour and a half. It was hilarious. Wow. Yo, that's some country shit. That's some country shit. That's I wonder why she didn't want her to, I, I wonder why she didn't want him to cut the cord. I think she wanted to be connected to her baby. That's so fucking creepy. All right. So that's a broke hack. Those are my trailer park broke hacks. And then, oh, another one, a good broke hack. If you're trying to feed a bunch of people, mm-hmm. um, you can you can crush up ramen and just like pan fry it, and then put in some hamburger meat in there and whatever vegetable you have in your house. Put some water in there, cook it down. It's not food, but it's food. I get it. Food, but it's it. food. You can stretch that out for like four people, and you'll eat and you'll survive. Also, I love ramen fries. What? Where you cut up ramen? You cut up ramen. Um, you, you you cook ramen and then you cut it up into sections like fries. You cover it in egg and then uh, you wrap it in aluminum foil. Let it freeze and then you fry it. Oh, that's so crazy. crunchy. So crunchy. I've never I've never heard of that. You will hey. die if you eat it twice in a week. That's... But it's very good. Hey, why not? Um, and then what are some of my like life broke hacks that I've gotten into? Um, cause like, listen, when I was like first lived in Chicago, I made a 1160 hour. Mm-hmm. We was po. Yeah. We was po. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, a, a great, a great, 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 great broke hack is not dating broke guys. Okay. <laughs> you get it? Right on. Like I get it. Like he's nice to you. And like, we get like, he's really cool and he doesn't have a job. The last part's the only one that matters. <laughs> 
don't go on any sort of social event or anything you have to pay for because guess what if you're cute enough to be there you're cute enough to have someone pay for it <laughs> fair so that, that, that's my broke hack be pretty be pretty um, oh my goodness that's a word amen and hallelujah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> no because honestly it's very expensive to be ugly it is very very expensive to be unattractive and unapproachable yeah. You got to buy all your own clothes, all your own food, all your own drinks. No one's going to buy you a house or <laughs> You can't have a snaggle tooth and say, I want a baby from Korea. No. No. You can't get customized over here. There's no, not allowed. Not allowed. Oh, man. Want to swing set. You, you need to ring the bell. You need to ring the bell. And you got to work harder if you, if you, if you're not cute. It, it, exactly. I'm gotta, grateful for gotta, my ugly face. It gave me a personality. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and then once you figure out, like, once you fall fully into your ugly, you understand you're cute. There you go, because you know what fucked up to make it right. <laughs> that uh, makes sense. Because guess what? There are some people who think they're walking into ugly and they don't. Some women take birth control, gain 40 pounds, look amazing, go straight into their tits. It's not a problem. Like, you know what? You think you might be walking into a disaster? You're not. You're not. You just got to try everything. You just got to try everything. There's a market for everybody. There really fucking is. If I, all the TV I've been watching, you think I haven't seen 600 pound life. Oh my god. None of those people like none of those people are single. Reporters are married and producing. Yeah. Like can you imagine? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, who fucking y'all? Like how y'all fucking there was this hoarder. There was this hoarder on there with a baby who had a very nice boyfriend who was a neat freak, and they were still fucking. I'm like, how? How? Because I can understand how hoarders can fuck. Because if you don't care about dirt, you don't care about space. I don't know. I can I can understand how really big people do it. But like, if they're both really big, that's when I get confused. Like, if like she weighs seven hundred pounds and he weighs five hundred, I don't really know how anything sexual happens there. But like, if only one of them's big, that's not hard to do. Right. All of us have had sex with people that are way bigger than us. It's. it's, I'm usually the bigger. I'm I'm almost always the bigger one. I'm going to be honest here. Oh, because I could see you with like a real big six foot five like Samoan like big like fucking security oh I never go dude. with I, I should make I Sterling like step in like front of the camera like right now dude. I do not no no he described me pretty well yeah that's it's Sterling <laughs> perfectly <laughs> to a Sterling's team like, yep, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> if the Samoan, if like the Samoan is bald with a beard I'm six go. foot thank okay, you five nine six fuck off foot, six foot my fucking ass like I don't know, it's measure. just it's not that complicated. I don't only I only think it's complicated when everyone's out of shape and everyone's out of breath. Yeah, I I I I'm just saying I'm the one who's generally out of shape in most of my relationships, my marriage included. I was mm-hmm. the bigger one. I don't like big no. guys. Does that mean? But the I don't thing, know. I don't like yeah, big but dudes. You, no, but Amy, not my six hundred pound. No, I'm not I'm like. Nice stairs and drive a car and do anything you want to yeah, do yeah, yeah. you have no problem you're okay <laughs> but i don't go bigger than me is what i'm saying like that's the limit yeah 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 because I it is that. i'm like yeah. i don't i don't want to see all that like that doesn't sound good to me it doesn't oh man but no the uh that shit that shit is wow and i always every time like i saw this one dude who couldn't like wash himself or anything but his mm-hmm. wife would probably weigh like 130 pounds wet like mm-hmm. straight She's up tiny. She was t- tiny yeah and she would like 
wash for him, wash him and wipe his ass and like bring mm. his food. And I'm like, bitch, you can do better than this. Sis. Like you, you get gotta... a guy who can like, you know, take you somewhere. What are you like? At that he point, was like shit. At that point, I feel like she just like she shit. just feels bad and doesn't want to leave. Like what's mm. what are what is in it for you? Because okay, so he did the surgery, KB. Did he like was he successful? Did he lose weight? Yeah, but the motherfucker wasn't trying to like eat healthier. He wasn't trying to live better and he was still mm-hmm. treating his wife like shit. And I was just like, dude, like Bro, mm-hmm. like she's like really holding you fucking down and shit. She don't have to. It was like gotta, she was pop. Yeah, if I gotta she wash your ass, we're through. Here. Can I tell you guys a fabulous gastric bypass story that is one hundred percent true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. we got to tell the children because you see, my six hundred pound life is a thing. But I kind of have met everyone that's ever been born, so I have all the good stories. Mm-hmm. So there's this girl that I went to fucking high school with who was like, she was one of my very close friends. We don't really talk anymore. She was six foot tall, 300 pounds, big girl. She wasn't just like fat. She was like large she was one. Big, like she yeah. was six mm-hmm. one. Right. She's a big fucking girl. And um, she uh, got engaged to some guy she didn't like our senior year of uh, uh, high school, married him, divorced him, then got a gastric boy bypass got a different boyfriend and now on her instagram and her snapchat story all it is is her drinking chocolate milk and asking people what their favorite flavor of halo top is she's gonna eat through her gastric bypass i no. can't wait I can't wait oh that's so much fucking money is, wasted if you get that done and you eat through it they can't give you another one you just weigh 350 forever right yeah, yeah. like there's you can't take out the rest of your stomach again nope Mm-hmm. And you can't put a band on 20% of a stomach. Right. right. So why are you eating ice cream? Yeah, you paid a lot of money. A lot, a lot of money. Who yeah. does that? And, like, you have to, and you have to, like, work hard. Even when you go in for a consultation for that, you, you have, have to, to lose 100 pounds on your own. You have to goal. lose weight on your own and wait, like, a fucking year to get it. Mm-hmm. You, so you worked really hard to do this. Paid a lot of money for it. And then just, you're like, yeah, fuck it. And my whole thing is, is like, so all the shit that was working for you to lose the weight to get the surgery. Just do you that. Didn't think. Just do hmm, that. Maybe I should continue doing that shit just because that. it's working. Yeah. Because I'm not shaming for the record. I'm not yeah. shaming anybody who decides to do that surgery, but I will. Oh, no. I will. No, I, I will no, give you shit if you, if you fuck this up. You know, right, right. That's what we're saying is like you went through all of that. Don't waste what you've invested in, basically. Yeah, like I think that if you need bariatric surgery and it's at that point, like I hope it's like a last, um, last ditch like first option. I hope it's like last resort. Yeah. But um, if you need it, no shame in that. I think it's right. to me. I just look at it on the same level of okay, so you got a new liver and now you're drinking. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? But some people, a lot of people, be like that. Oh, totally. There's this woman on Hoarders because you're talking about my sex and her life in Hoarders. There's this woman on the new Hoarders that's up on Netflix now because they put all those series finales up there. This woman literally just shit in her living room for ten years. She just shit. She just shit on the floor for ten years. No. Wait, what? She she just shit. 
her and her dogs, and they just shit. Oh my god, that's disgusting. That is disgusting. That house had to have been like condemned. And then when her daughter took her over to her house while they cleaned out her stuff, her granddaughter saw her shit on the bathroom floor, and she said, "Grandma, why are you doing that?" And she's like, "If the dog gets piss and shit on the bathroom on the floor, I don't understand why I can't." Holy shit! You have you have retrained your whole life. There's a toilet right there. You shit on the bathroom floor. I always think it's so fascinating with the hoarders that like hoard, like they completely lock up their bathrooms. There was this one woman on there. I think her name was Sandy. And uh, she, the hoarder expert came in and saw that all three of the bathrooms were blocked in her house. And she was like, so how are you using the bathroom? And she said, we won't discuss that. And then when they were cleaning up the house, they just found rubber bins and rubber bins full of shitty depends. Oh, Amazing. what's wrong with your mind? And most of these people are married. Children. Oh my god, that's disgusting. Fuck. Like they weren't gonna go in there. And she's like, I'm saving those. Don't throw those away. I'm I I might need it later. Would it would this could be clean? Oh. Uh, uh, and you know what? I only ever see like one black quarter a season. I really think we might be immune to it like the Rona. I I'm trying I'm, to. I don't, I don't think I know Indiana and Michigan and like these very like isolated Alaska, a lot of Alaska. Yeah. And maybe it, see, maybe there. I don't know. Maybe I was gonna say in Alaska, like you know, they out in the tundra. Well, in Alaska, so they have they have. So they might like, oh, I need to hold on. To I this. Gotta, you never know. I don't want to take off. the trash out. It's too because <laughs> everybody too has eight acres, so they're like, yeah, I need to have forty-seven cars on this lot. It right. really makes sense. This be a junkyard. Yeah, because I feel like we all. I mean, you guys are from the Midwest. We all had that one house in our neighborhood that, like, was just had shit and on the porch. Cars. Tim, Tim, yeah, we know. When I'm not- not hella cars, but we knew that that house was fucking nasty on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's and there's always one that you know is nasty on the inside because it's starting to spill out the front windows. Oh yeah, yeah. it's on the it's on the porch. Like, like you know when it's like just spilling out. Like you, you happen to drive by one time when the garage was open and you're like, oh shit, that's like yeah. a sneak yeah. peek. Yeah. Like, what's going on in the house? Yeah. It's like every time you drive by there, something's happening. Like the garage is going down. You're saying, oh shit. Or like the yeah. lightning flash. Like yeah. it's the hanger. Like it's just. Somebody's like, opening the front door. Yeah. Yeah. Success story though. Somebody bought that house, completely gutted it. And now it looks beautiful. And the owners take very good care of it. Nice. Yeah. Success story. I thought they were going to have to bulldoze it, to be honest. Well, I mean, I mean, with the woman who uh, just shit in her house for 10 years, they had to bulldoze that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they oh, did. Hell yeah. You can't and just shit on your flame. floor. Set it on fire. Right. Get them um, fucking shit demons out of there. Perform God. an exorcism on Could that shit. Could you imagine shit. being the realtor that's trying to sell? This is a nice uh, three bedroom, two bathroom. Uh, the previous owner, uh, one owner, she used to shit on the floor, no pets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no pets, she shit on the floor. But <laughs> <laughs> That smell, not from cat piss. That is- <laughs> that's human waste. Uh, we did what we could to cover yeah. that smell. You'll get used to it. I would wear a mask. It's the life we live. Yeah. You had to oh, yeah. and there's there are these people who like oh 
their wives are on oxygen and have emphysema and they're like, oh, you mean I need to dust? <laughs> yes. Stupid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Imagine mm. because I know at the beginning of hoarders, they talk about how many people are hoarders. Like 20 million. A lot, a lot, a lot. And imagine, I mean, they, a lot of them don't really leave their houses. I know like a lot of them leave their houses to go collect more garbage, but mm -hmm. I mean, imagine like the life right now, like how many people have died in these fucking houses and nobody has any idea. Think about the fucking kids. Yeah. Cause That's a lot sad. of the orders have kids and shit. Like yeah. so many people, like, I mean, if there's an earthquake in California, like your horde's gonna fall on you and you're gonna die. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my homie's husband is kind of a hoarder. Like he's borderline. Yeah, dude. Like he 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 he's holding on to like newspapers from like the '90s, bro. Like straight up. Like there's like bins and bins of that type of shit in their basement and their garage and shit really get rid of. Like Ross Perot. And then like sh there's been times where she'll hit me up and be like, hey, can you come over and take some of this shit to the dumpster? And I go over there and like take shit and like snag shit and like, he does, he has no, the only reason why their house is not overtaken is because she works so hard to not have it infiltrate anywhere else. But he has like a whole ass like storage unit of just shit that is like just that you probably don't need. Don't need at all. Mm -hmm. Hasn't thought about. Hasn't been a part of. Wouldn't none miss of it that shit. if it was gone. Like oh. I've taken shit from there, and I'm like, he he's not gonna know that it's gone. Right. There's so much shit. None of them will ever really know that it's gone. Right. Like. Yeah. Does that run in either of anyone's family? Like, no. you have borders, like, close? My, no. my grandpa, who was an artist, my grandpa Blaze, had hoarding mm -hmm. tendencies, but he kept it pretty restricted to his garage, which was, mm -hmm. which was fun to clean. But it was his organized mess. So, like, it, it wouldn't be like we could go in and throw shit, shit away without him noticing, because he knew mm -hmm. where everything fucking was. Like, yeah. it was so a mess. But with, it was like, actual OCD. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there when we cleaned it out. Lots of interesting stuff when we cleaned it out. We found a stash of weed that is probably oh, older than us. Yeah. Somebody, he was an artist, and he would do a lot of like uh, lettering. So a lot of Lockport, Illinois. Uh, if there's like old lettering on businesses, it was probably my grandfather. Um, oh, yeah, and uh, somebody like you know starving artists would pay each other what they could. And I guess somebody paid him in a bag of weed, but my grandpa didn't really partake that much. So that's awesome. Though. Yeah. He put it in a coffee tin and left it somewhere and we got to clean it. So there you go. D did it smoke when you guys tried it? I don't think we tried it. I don't think. I like no. that. He it just, like that that you just guys did when you guys smoked it. <laughs> no, I think we're, we're at a point where we can consistently get like recent weeds. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I still want to see what that 60 year old vintage was. I know a little bit, but it, it probably yeah. like would turn to dust the second you touched it. It was old. One would hope. Um, no, cause I had two people like that. Cause like every kind of ism and addiction runs in my fucking family. Mm -hmm. I had an uncle who lived in a trailer and then had another trailer just filled with shit. Oh no. Like on the same. 
another trailer filled with shit him and his wife and his kids were in one and the shit was in the other mm. um and then they eventually got rid of it after like 15 years but they paid rent on it like every month for a very long time um and then my when my grandma died we took two dumpsters to clean out her fucking house damn was insane my grandma kept every goddamn thing in the world the house looked spotless but any space garage storage anything like that filled filled with shit 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 Christmas gifts that she bought in 1995 that she forgot to unbox and give to my brother when he was seven. Like, just shit. Yeah. Just shit. That's crazy. Well, it gets to a point. I mean, you get to an age, you're like, how the fuck am I ever going to go through this shit? And then, I know. and then their kids and grandkids have to go through it all. Yep. It's a serious problem. All the money on garbage. Like, it's not like she could have been like, oh, there's that $50,000 fur coat I left in a fabric storage that I didn't tell anybody about. No, no, mm-hmm. just shit. Just paper. Just fucking plastic guns. <laughs> Even the shit that they shit. had out, like their, their knickknacks and their fucking nice china and this, that, and the other, they all keep all the time. And our generation doesn't fucking want it. And want the money. Like, yeah. like oh, I'm saving this for you. I don't want it. I though. don't so, want like, it. I have no I use for this. Get rid of my it house now. To serve them on China. Right. Yeah. Let's, I will take it to the garbage on the, my way out. Yeah. That's how it ends up in goodwill. Literally. Like I get having a few heirlooms to like keep sake or whatever. Right. But some some parents really and grandparents really be overdoing it where it's like, no, nah, like, no, nah, this is turned into work. Now I have to, mm-hmm. to like this is this is entire month's weekends. Like, yep. you know what I'm saying? Like what do you have on your from your family that you keep? Um, I have I just keep small shit. Uh, okay. I, I have a watch, my grandfather's watch. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, and then my grandmother, uh, she had like these half dollar coins and a kerchief and like a coin purse, and I kept that. I don't keep like big shit like that because like I moved way too much to yeah. like, a lot of yeah. shit. Yeah. So it was like, yo, what do I actually need, and how can I keep this as compact as possible? Yep. There you go. I have the the chain to my grandfather's pocket watch. So pretty small and compact. And then, like I said, my other grandpa was an artist. So I hang his shit on my wall. That's really all I need. Yeah. Yeah. Lives forever in your house. But yeah, I'm not keeping like big old shit. I joke with my parents all the time that there's certain shit that I'll keep theirs. Like I sometimes I go over there. This is really shitty of me uh, with uh, (laughs) post-its and I put my name on shit and slap it to their stuff. Uh, so that oh, when I was nine, I wrote my name in all my grandmother's books and told her I was getting them when she died. <laughs> oh yeah, my mom, oh, yeah. My, my mom was like, she was like, your brother just gonna fuck up the money. She's like, j- j- listen, you're gonna be the main one. Just make sure he's good. I was like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. just like, just make sure he's good because. Uh, he won't like, take care of his own ass. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. <laughs> he's older than me. He's older. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I know Tim knows our oldest brother will be the one to take care of shit. Uh, with that, I think we're pretty ranked in like order of like oldest to youngest, but also like most responsible to least responsible. 
sometimes Tim and I swap places. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think in my family, we're all equal degrees of responsible, but me and my sister told my brother, if anything happens, mom, he's dealing with it. So like, that's where we're at. That's fair. Yeah. We're just like, no, I think that's on you. (laughs) She should have been nice to us in 2006. I think you got this. You keep track of that shit, man. You oh, keep that yeah. shit in a little oh, Rolodex. Yeah. Me and my sister are bitter bitches over some long shit. Well, we always we always joke with our brother Craig that he's the favorite. So we're like, you're the favorite. You're the one who has to fucking take care of him. So. Oh, yeah. Hey, but the funny part is, is like, my mom, she was talking about, like, I was like, do you want me to give any of your paintings, your pictures or whatever to your sisters or whatever? And she was like, don't give them bitches shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love Miss Anita. Oh, that's funny as hell. She's the best. She was like, don't give them shit. I was like, ma, like. I work for everything I have. <laughs> yeah, you're you going to be dead. So <laughs> it's like... I love that. <laughs> hey, you want me to roll again? Yeah, roll that. All right. Are you hoping for any particular segments, KB? No. No. Let's see. Number two. Oh, number two is a good segment. Number two, uh, the segment is what makes you happy? Matt Brown, what makes you happy? What makes me happy is um this like keef right here. If you can see it. Yeah, makes me happy. Yeah, because stoned as hell. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's really all you really need right now all you really need right now is a couple friends and like a joint so yeah that's what keeping me happy right now i miss that i miss smoking weed with my friends yeah that'll never happen again no well you could stand in a circle but everybody's gonna have to have their own thing like we oh, can't yeah. pass it around. And the motherfuckers who never have shit gonna be popped. Oh man. Oh my god, you know what I'm I'm gonna buy a hundred one hitters off Amazon and start selling on <laughs> the open mics. Oh, yes. that's so smart. Dude, I was thinking that too. Like a one hitter and a little nickel bag be like seven bucks, you broke ass motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, smoke your own shit. Don't forget the lighter. <laughs> oh yeah. Entrepreneur. That adds a couple I, I bucks. See, I love this spirit right here. I will put in. I will put in for that. Can Turn we slap a we into can, triumph. Let's slap happy corner stickers on them. <laughs> for real, for real. Make it Hell happen. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, people are fucking selling merch. Like, I mean, through all this shit, people are finding a way. I know. Yeah, I saw that and I tossed our merch up. I was Good. like, motherfuckers yeah, are selling shit push. right now. So we got to push. Somebody that I bought, I bought a shirt. He's just an artist. I bought a shirt from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been fucking killing it on Etsy. And I'm like, God damn it. You gotta like, are they starting to like, I think Threadless should have put out masks. If that's going to be the new norm, then I think that should be an option. And Threadless Threadless is giving you more of a profit margin until the end of May. So you make more money on anything you sell off of Threadless uh, for the next couple weeks. That's pretty cool. I'll take that. If I was ever going to have merch as a comic, I think it'd be stupid for me to have uh, 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 T-shirts because I could sell a bunch of lip gloss way faster than I could sell oh, T-shirts. I would oh, buy yeah. lip gloss. Yeah. Would yeah. you sell anything different than like traditional merch? Like if you like when this all opens back up and like we are really worried about money again. 
We do have some unconventional if we if we collect on those roach stones, KB. Um, nice. Yeah, I think I'm just going to uh, actually just uh, take my lovely, because I haven't really spent my stimulus. Same. Uh, so, so I think mm. I'm just going to order them. Uh, and then the people who Got said they were going to purchase, yeah. get it shipped out and stuff. But yeah, just do it like that. I don't know. I've thought about, I've thought about some like kind of unconventional merch, but if I do something super unconventional, I would rather it be like homemade and limited. Totally. You know? Totally. That makes sense because you don't want to put like a lot of quantity on it. Right. right. Yeah. And I think finding something that kind of aligns with who you are. That's the cool thing about merch now is you can find different ways to find different shit to align with what you're about and who you are versus just saying, oh, I got a T-shirt. Yeah, not everybody's a T-shirt podcast. Not everybody's a water bottle podcast. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you could have something that is like, oh, you know, we are a... I don't know, like a a weed podcast, so we got rolling papers, you know what I'm saying? We sell papers with our logo or whatever. It's like, now you can do that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? You, You can actually have access to different things that are about what you present, what you want it to be. So, like, you saying lip gloss, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, look at our Instagrams. Every other girl from the neighborhood is, owns an eyelash line now. That's true. Hundred yeah. percent eyelash line. Like that's so true. So that, yeah. All right. I'm if gonna. You're just willing to be out there. I'm gonna roll this again. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna roll it. Ooh. Actually, KB, this is this is our uh, our. It's time to give a rose. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So, Where's Steel when you need him? All right, KB. All right, so Kiss from a Rose. Um, this week we're you know this is when we show love to a particular group of people. This week, shout out to all the graduates um, that are graduating. Y'all worked y'all asses off all this time. Some of y'all skied it through. Yep. Yes, I skied. Yes, I and fucking y'all did. But you made it. But you made it, and that's all that counts, baby. That's and all that counts. You're kind of getting. We know that you don't get to celebrate. Right. You're getting cheated. How, how you wanted it to, because I know I turned up for all of my graduations. I bet. <laughs> so I know, but congratulations to all the graduates. Matt, I know you a graduate. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. All our listeners who and are graduating. You don't think you're too bad graduations. You got like three degrees over there, don't you? Hell no. Hell no. I thought you had a master's. Hell no. <laughs> I um I uh, was... Going, I was a student at large checking out different master's programs, but I didn't do it because my uh, I was teaching at the time and they wouldn't pay for me to get the master's that I wanted. And it was yeah. like, oh, you could do this or that. And I was like, I don't want to. If, I, if I'm paying or having to go back to school, I'm going to do the shit that I want to do. Bingo. And yeah. So, no, I actually don't. I'm just a bachelor's. KB, not no. not that you ever would, but if you ever did want to go back to teaching, could you just go back? Yeah, I still have a certificate to teach. Do you I have to like 
renew it or anything ever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's how, I, I don't know how shit like that works. That, so. Okay. But it's not something you would ever do. Um, no, if I went back to teaching, I would probably go back to school and actually get a master's in like lit or some shit or yeah. technical writing or some shit like that. Get a full time job at a public college and they'll pay for your masters, like yeah. UIC. Yeah. And do that. I would I would do something like that versus uh, but I would have to teach community college and up and I don't want to teach lower because there's a lot of bullshit. I don't want to get into the weeds. Whatever. Congratulations, graduates. <laughs> <laughs> what's, a, what's, a, what's a cheesy song that they play for graduations that we can sing to the graduates? No, I want one of the dumb ones. I want one of the Wait, that vitamin C song. Vitamin As we song? go yeah. on, we remember <laughs> all the times we had together. <laughs> and as our lives change, or, we or the Green Day song. I hope you had the time of your life. life. <laughs> no, hey, wait, 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 hold up, fam. My eighth grade graduation song was what? I Could Believe I Can Fly by R. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> and he came to that junior high. Yeah, he did. Right to all those girls. It was so sweet. <laughs> I cannot oh, believe fuck. that. Oh, yes. fuck. I can. I can. I believe I can fly. Yeah. Were they into it? Were the kids into it? Was everybody <laughs> was everybody dancing? We're just joking. Them white kids out there too. Light and day. They love space jam. Fly away. I believe I can <laughs> Okay, so up here, did you guys have school uh-huh. programs? <clears throat> what do you mean? Like where in elementary school, like once a year, your little yes. elementary yeah, school class would sing yeah. songs yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to say it was like fourth or fifth grade. Whenever the fuck that movie came out, we did. I believe you can fly, or I can fly. You can fly. Whatever. I believe Whatever the fuck that song you is. can fly. We did, we did that song as our our little elementary school program. Yeah. Did you have to do the motions? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We had yeah. to fucking fake dance and shit. Hey, we already knew he was fucking Aaliyah back then. You're doing a little hand <laughs> movement. Nobody cared. Nobody fucking cared back then. No, nobody. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody right gave people. a shit until about 1998. And even then, you had to be white for anybody to care. Because, like, Rose McGowan and Harvey Weinstein, like, 96 or whatever. Nobody cared till like, right around the time I was born. That's true. I don't know why. Everyone seemed to believe that the price of admission was getting fucked in the ass. And so, like, everyone just kind of turned a blind eye to it. Uh, we knew about Aaliyah. We knew about the P. I mean... I mean, when I was in elementary school, Dave Chappelle, uh, uh, doing yeah. the Arkelly like yeah. some, was a fucking viral yeah, when man. I was in elementary school and that was five years after it happened and then ten years before he got in. like mm-hmm. we've all known and then the boondocks episode if he says he's gonna piss on you get your ass out the way like, <laughs> yeah yeah like if you see piss coming at you why do you sit still yeah yeah fucking Riley mm. God, I need to be him for Halloween one of these years. Get my hair cornrow back, get some purple contacts. I'd be Riley. I'll be Huey if you be Riley. Yes. Hey, hey. 
Yes, that'd be uh, I'm a little heartbroken awesome. that KB just made a costume with someone that wasn't me. <laughs> hey, Amy just got in her feelings real quick. There are multiple Halloween parties. <laughs> but what if it's on the same night as my Halloween party? <laughs> I did. I got. I was like, oh, okay. I'll think of something else to do. I guess I'll figure something out in the next five months since you blindsided me. <laughs> I have no time to plan now. None. That's all right. I think you guys will look cute. Or whatever. I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. It'd be it'd be fun to be like a real uh, to be like a fictional character on Halloween. Yeah. Because I always like going as a real person. I always like being like Booker T. Washington or Frederick Douglass. I give people apples. I'm I'm no fun. I... <laughs> see and see you're the you're the house that I would egg when I was a kid. Like man, what's <laughs> with the fuck? No one time. Even- I'm telling you, one time when I was giving out candy, some family, like, there were these two young people, they were, like, parents, they were, like, both, like, 27, and they had a baby, not a one-year-old, not a two-year-old, no teeth, like, a baby, and they wanted candy, and I said, no, no one that's a child can chew that, so you need to leave. <laughs> like, I'm not giving people candy on fucking Halloween, you have a job, what's wrong with you? And I was, like, 14, I was, like, your baby can't chew that, you need to leave. Wow. Check you need to leave. Candy. Hey. Yeah, but you know what? They trifling for that, though. Just go buy a bag of candy. You you can afford to have a baby, but not a $6 bag of candy. Right, right. (laughs) Just don't answer the door for any trick-or-treaters and eat the candy yourself. It'll be fine. There you go. There you go. It'll be fine. What's your favorite candy? My favorite candy? uh, I like Caramello. Do you fuck with a Rolo? Rolo, um, it's not runny enough for me. Oh, you need <laughs> to be gooey. I want every time I eat a candy bar for it to feel like a facial. <laughs> you know that whole Perry song? Put your love like honey. Like all that shit. Yeah. That's what I want. That's what I want. I love that. You like it dripping, huh? Mm-hmm. I want that wet, wet. Oh, yeah. man. Oh. A nice, thin viscosity, you know? Hmm. Love it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Juicy. <laughs> What's your favorite candy, Amy? Mine. Do you have one? Uh, I mean, it depends. All right. Sometimes I yeah. like chocolate. Sometimes I like fruity. I more to- towards go. I wow. I more so go towards fruity over chocolate. So like Skittles, Starburst, mm-hmm. kind of my jam. Mm-hmm. KB. All right. So when I'm at maximum high, <laughs> I, prefer, <laughs> I prefer something chewy, like gummy bears. Yeah. Or some gummy worms, something gummy like dicks. that. Some something gummy. flavorful. Yeah. Something gummy. If... Um, I like fruity and I'm not the biggest chocolate person. Yeah. Like I like fruity shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be some like Starburst Skittles, mm-hmm. you know, something, something like gummy bears. That's my type of shit. I like fruit snacks a lot, but it pisses me off. It's always like my least favorite fruit snacks. They always give the most of <laughs> every fucking time. I love gummy candy, but like my thing is like if I open a bag of gummy bears, I'm eating the entire bag. Yeah. There's no folding it up. There's no clipping it. There's no putting it away. That's like, why edibles I just, are I, dangerous. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. 
<laughs> that's yeah. what you're supposed to do. And then I shit out and tie your hair up over there. Fuck the nutritional facts. Fuck the nutritional Just a big fucking bear. <laughs> and I just give birth to gelatin afterwards. I just, it just, it comes out like a capsule. I'm nervous. And how do you flush that? <laughs> you gotta take that outside. With a hatchet. Nope. Uh, <laughs> you gotta leave that at a Tupperware bin in your bathroom. That's what you gotta do. I, I get a saw, I, I hatch it like that, and then it goes down. Oh. If Matt become a hoarder, he just gonna have gelatin shit everywhere. Like, it's just... <laughs> bags. No, you think it's gonna be an alien. Empty bags alien of gummy bears. There. Like, what is going on? Like, what? <laughs> he shouldn't now. Are these jelly. jello eggs? What are these? <laughs> oh... No. That's definitely going to be what happens. That's I definitely going to be what happens. No, we're going to keep. I, I, I hoard my gelatin sh- capsule shit. No, I yeah. hope not. I hope not. Oof. Okay, what did we do? I would Kiss from a room? in the mountains, like you know, get retire, live in like live in Ohio, like Dave Chappelle, and not talk to anybody. That's the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I think everybody wants to do that. Do we roll? I rolled a one. One is one of my Ooh. favorite segments. Favorite? This is one of yeah. yeah. Go ahead, boo. This is called "You Ain't Got a Lie to Kick It." Okay, and it's either the biggest lie you've told or the biggest lie you've heard. And are you one to call out a lie when someone lies to you? Hmm. What's the biggest lie I've been told? I don't know. Cause like I feel like I, cause you guys like grew up around Illinois like I did. There's a certain kind of neglected white trash child that just lies to everyone they meet for attention. Oh yeah. And so I feel like probably the biggest lie I've ever been told just came from some little girl named Riley being like, "My dad's Harrison Ford. I'm gonna be on Air Force One. My mom's never been to jail." Ah! Like all that shit. Like I feel yeah. like those kids that just went to every elementary school that we all went to, they probably mm-hmm. told me the biggest lies I've ever been told. I wash my hair this month. Like all that shit. Yeah. I really feel like those are her name. Her name in my class was Tanya. Don't she sound like Michelle? Yeah, because she has the real small ponytail that's only this yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had the busted. She had popped Reeboks. Like they was mm-hmm. like they were her daddies. Like, yeah, yeah. Ours like was the a leathers. Ours was, was a redhead. A redhead with a bowl cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Uh, and it's always like the last thing my daddy gave me was these Reeboks. Like very just yeah. no, it's romantic. Nothing yeah yet. yeah and then i don't know i feel like when i lie it's that one best friend like, that, all right go ahead no 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 because they always have that one best friend who stands by him no matter what like the one friend who's just like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that happened that yeah. happened <laughs> no i met him i met his dad it's true <laughs> uh, his dad yeah. really did kill somebody with the skateboard yeah, yep. I was there. Yup. Yeah. Oh, she friend, just says white trash. Yeah. But not, but she ain't got no friends. So, like, she gonna hold on to every word. Mm-hmm. Her name is Chrissy or Crystal or. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, 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 there's a K for no reason and multiple S's. Yeah. Multiple. <laughs> a litany of S's. 
and oh, abundant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like when you're also when you're white, you have the crystals. I'm sorry. Because when you're white, like that, and you don't have any friends, nobody tells you to shower. So her and her like two day smell monkey that she has going on downstairs, that's just that's just emanating. That's just coming out. Mm. That's just mm. we have to deal with that. Because there's always the girl with no friends in the back of sixth grade whose pussy stink and nobody told her. Yeah, it no, is a stink. Ours had ours had dirt on the back of her neck, and they were like, when she moved, if she looked down, you could see the dirt in the creases of her neck. It was cute. You never forget that kid. Her tampons had to come out looking like a dipstick. Ooh. What is it with tampons, bro? I don't know. I don't know what makes our quarantine guests talk about fucking tampons. Is that dirty? Can you imagine what's going on her interior? I don't want to. No, we try not to. I'm seeing the flies. Oh man, I'm seeing stink lines, like in the cartoons. Blue roses are red. I hate to tell you, your pussy's dead. Oh my God! Just put chalk around it, outline it, and then put up dead. This shit is dead, Sterling. We haven't hit any words. Formerly washed pussy. No, I even put them up here. I'm waiting. Wow, no words, KB. We haven't hit any words. You've come close, but nobody has said the word. I'm trying well, to. I don't know. I just think it's funny to talk about that shit because I know for a fact that if I had been born with a vagina, I would not take care of it in any way. Like I, I just wouldn't deal with it. Like I would be the girl in the back of the screen. Like I like the smell. So like, yeah. Chicks that do, but it's it's hard not to not because like there's there's some chicks that find a way, but like that. It'll creep up on you. It'll let you know. know. Hey, bitch. And and that's fucked up because your vagina is a self-cleaning oven. I would yes. treat my pussy the way I treat my feet. I do not look. I don't want to know. I know they're ugly and I just disassociate. I have no idea what the fuck my feet look like. I could wear a 10 or a 12. There's a lot going on down there. I don't know. I don't know. It's just bad. I just, I don't. That's how I yeah, would but you have to. Yeah, but you have to come in contact with, with your pussy every once in a while. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Shame. There's shame, no, shame, shame. yeah, there's no, I mean, you can avoid your feet. You can't always avoid your pussy and i just man i just i don't believe that about you i don't believe i, I believe I you know. take care I would of just your be vagina more throwing away the underwear i think i would just move on <laughs> i really think as a woman i would just be a different bitch i really do. oh man i love that I so really, it would look like i had tried to fried an egg in there and then just moved moved on halfway through <laughs> and then i would just throw the underwear away okay just Yo, bro. <laughs> Oh. Yo, not fried an egg. Uh, <laughs> sometimes that shit comes out thick. Oh no! Okay. Hey, listen, you don't. Sometimes that discharge comes out thick and real. <laughs> I will start doing all my life. I had to fight from the color purple. <laughs> like, I... Uh we have touched on a lot of liquids. Uh, Too many, have, and not that. <laughs> Come jokes, which surprises me. We'll get there. I know. I know. It's crazy. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll build. Yeah. Have faith. KB, do you, um, what do you think? How long have we been at it, Sterling? You've been at it for one hour, 15 minutes. Okay. Oh, not bad. How long do we normally run? We do whatever we want, but. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 But usually like an hour and a half. 
Oh, chill. Chill, chill, chill. Um, do you want me to do another thing, KB, or do you have uh, feats of mediocrity by chance? Um, yeah, you know what? I'll bust down a feats of mediocrity right quick. Okay. Uh, I'm familiar with this. So this segment is where basically I give an award for motherfuckers doing C-plus work. You have made it okay. to the pinnacle of success with C-plus work. For instance, <laughs> J-Lo has won an award for feats of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like public education has won an award for feats of mediocrity. Congress. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like the government um, in general. Oh, they failing. They, 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 they're not mediocre right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, 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 it's over. Um, shit. Shameful. I'm a, uh, fuck. There's, I'm t- trying to be nice. There are right. too many average ass bitches. Right. You're getting confused. That's yeah. Why. All right. Feet of mediocrity. I'm just going to do a celebrity this time. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he totally deserved it. And I bump his shit. And we talked about him at the beginning of the show actually yeah okay. beats of mediocrity goes to fucking future because that new <laughs> album is straight mid bro it mid. is straight it is mad regular uh, basic bitch making the same shit that he's been making for the past like four albums and you still got toxic ass motherfuckers and thotty ass bitches bumping the shit i gotta give it to him i because it's the mm. same album now nah, it's the same album everybody hey. wants the same damn song Bro. They really do, apparently. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Him and Drake have been doing it for the past, like, and that's the reason why I'm saying it's a feat of mediocrity. Because technically, that when you were talking about earlier, like how our motherfuckers just release a shit, dude, mm-hmm. they have their they have a set producers who like feed them beats all day. So like you driving around in your whip, you listening to it, you trying to, you know, you so it's a constant stream of just like, because they're doing it so much so frequently, they never look up and be like, damn, all this shit sound the same because they're using the same producers and shit. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a feat of mediocrity. Like, you're creating the same shit over and over and over. And yet, yo, I guarantee you his album going to be, like, within the top two, top three this week. You know really what I'm saying? I think the best way to get through to him about, like, how fucking equal ass and shitty ass the last several CDs have been is if we just called him by his fucking government name and said Nevadius Wilburn. <laughs> Nevadius Wilburn. If you don't stop it. I think if we just called him by his goddamn name, he would like just get off the perp and like wake up a little bit. Hey, wait, hold up. Did anybody see what he did for Mother's Day? No. Did you see this shit? No, what no. did he do? He did tweets to all his baby mamas. <laughs> How many are like, there? It, I think it was like six or something like that. Okay. <laughs> but he didn't add any of them. Oh. And he left some off. Uh. And then. Wow. And then like some of them, it was like, hey, you doing a good job raising, uh, raising your kid. <laughs> your your like, kid. Your kid. I was like, wow, bro. Like, and then. I was like, that's a real piece of shit move. Like, do you know how petty that is to, like, do mm-hmm. some shit like that? That's how like, most guys are. 
That's very petty. I don't know if they that petty. That's really petty. I don't know. A lot of guys like think like a lot of guys think like the girl is like dirty after she has a baby and they don't want to fuck her anymore, and like that it's like she got pregnant. Like a lot of guys just don't have not paid attention in science class since the fourth grade and think that that's their right and privilege as a man to not know anything. And then they just tell bitches, if you wait for you, it would be bleeding on my goddamn sheets, bitch. And it just gets into stuff like this. I think it's all connected. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just like, I'm just like, dude, like, I think this whole idea of like, it's not my kid. Like you made the baby. Like, I just think it's like, he has no idea about how anything works. Uh, he, he know how to do one part of it. At least. <laughs> doing that right. So did you wait? Hold up. Did you like the album though? I didn't listen to it. Did I'm not talking to, to, to Amy. Um, I listened to half of it, but I was not. Uh, I was not blown away, and it was like super hyped up to me. So I was like, "Oh, okay, it must be good." I think I got maybe four songs in. Shit. I think I got about six. It's about nineteen songs on that bitch. Oh, like yeah, no, that wasn't gonna happen. Who's that for? Who the fuck is that for? No, even if it was no. well produced, no one wants to listen to a 19 song album. No, 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 not when? at all. How long is it? Unless those songs are like two minutes a piece. But even then, you see that and you're just like, fuck it. Yeah, I don't want to listen to you for that long. Dude, like three of the songs bled into each other. I didn't even know I was on song six because oh, it all just maybe sounded that's what, Maybe big. that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that could very well be what wow. happened to me. <laughs> Like, I was like, yeah. I didn't even know it was a new song. Like, I just I turned it me. off and then sat in silence. That's what I did. It was better. I was, I, yeah. I didn't even unmute right. my TV. It was like twenty minutes before I was like, oh yeah, and then I unmuted my TV. And so yeah, that's my piece of mediocrity. It goes out to future. You got a huge ass. I think he just got a huge ass deal or whatever. And he got his master's back or some shit, hundred and fifty million, two hundred million or some shit. Some shit record company. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, it's working. I can't believe I cannot believe any of these niggas is worth that much because no one makes that much money like streaming now. Like, Uh, how how do they make money streaming? Anyone know how they make money? Sterling must know. All right. All right. So streaming rights, the way this is all broken down is most of the major record labels have made deals with streaming services. So say it's like Sony BMI, Spotify has like paid them like a hundred million dollars for the use of their catalog for X number of years. Mm-hmm. Then most of the artists themselves make about 0.13 cents per play or something like that. It's the similar to like radio play, the, the ASCAP payout rights and stuff like that yeah so artists are still making no fucking money record labels are now actually getting back towards making like huge numbers again like back when cds and records and all this stuff were actually being sold yeah but the artist didn't sing a penny oh yeah 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 it's actually harder to be an artist uh, now because you're making less money uh, yeah and it depends on like what it is too because some of it is some artists are like i'm signing a distribution deal through this company i'm not signing a record deal which mm-hmm. means they're supplying the release through certain markets or whatever like overseas and shit like that and then you have other artists who are actually who own their shit and they're putting it up through like TuneCore and different stuff like that to where they have that in their contract like i could this is how i'm going to do it but then you have certain people who like are 
leaning on the label like them motherfuckers those are the ones that's getting fucked because they're going to end up having to owe their label for a whole bunch of different shit mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying so the only way that they could make their money is usually through mm, touring and merch yeah. and right now you ain't touring fam Nope. So there's a lot of artists out there that's probably looking like, uh, what the fuck is going on? I think I think Beyonce's gonna start thinking shit like, oh, I might have to get on the charts again because he's filling up a stadium, ain't gonna mean shit. Because you know that's somebody like we're a lot of artists like her who's like sort of like a legacy act. It's like the album doesn't have to do that great for the tour to make six million dollars, but that's not like an option anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, even then, when it comes to touring, since now shows have become so big, mm-hmm. most artists are coming in debt or breaking even after a tour. After the tour, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. most m- the money artists make, and it's really mainly ge- geared towards pop stars and stuff like that, it's endorsement deals. You make money from endorsement deals. Mm-hmm. That's how you support yourself. Well, you know, your music's doing whatever, but you're making like 75 grand a year you know, just to pay your bills just for ind- endorsement deals. Mm-hmm. It's insane that you, you know, train to be an actor your whole life for, you know, you're a fucking athlete and you practice seven hours a day so that way you can sell somebody orange juice. Yeah. 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 I think that's the one cool thing about comedy, comedy a little bit, though, is like comedians have always been this kind of outlier of the mm-hmm. entertainment industry in some regards to where it was like, you know, there's always comedians who are thinking about what's next, what's what's the next angle, how do we work around this or whatever. And so you see a lot of people like people hate on them, but somebody like Dane Cook, who kind of transformed how comedians and Kevin Hart, how they sure. use social media and et cetera to mm-hmm. kind of build their own um, following so that they can kind of self-sustain. And I think that like some of the musical artists are starting to really see that. You see that like Tech Nine did that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like uh, to their credit, uh, what's some buddies? Uh, ICP did that shit. Mm-hmm. Since I brought him up earlier, since I <laughs> made fun of him earlier, I give him some props now. You must but, have like, some white neighbors. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Dude, ICP canceled their uh, gathering of juggalos like well before most other places were like shutting shit down. And they're like, nope, our safety and health of our family is our number one concern. And I was, I like, was like, damn, okay, ICP. ICP. All right. Mark. Mark. KB, I'm really sad that we didn't hit any words. What What would you be drinking today? I am drinking vodka today. Okay. Vodka and uh, lemonade ginger ale. Nice. Do you want to try to steer each other to to at least one word? Um. Can I just? Uh, uh, I don't know how to steer you to it because I thought you was gonna be all the two. My. Uh, what did I, you I think I was to gonna it. be all? Nah, I thought you. I thought I was gonna get a yes out of you, and I didn't get one. I didn't agree with you once today. No, no. Like the a yes. Like a yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. You got close to it. You got close to it. I didn't I did not give it to you because you went, yes. And to me that wasn't the same. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't call that one. But you got close. And, I, and the other one was bitch. Yeah. Bitch. 
I think Thank mine was yes. uh, two words that I I was like, maybe she'll say one of these words about Matt Brown. One of them was awesome. one of them was hilarious. The other one I was, did. In my intro, you did, yeah. I did. Yeah, Sterling's not on. Oh, that. see, I missed the intro one. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. But see, it's been throwing me off because Matt has been saying bitch this entire episode. Mm -hmm. And every time I hear it, I'm like, wait, uh, no, no. What name is it? It wasn't Amy. I'm surprised I didn't say bitch. Hilarious hilarious and beautiful were my words. I'm happy to be funny first. Same. That's all I got. Do this. You ready? Do you take your shot? I'm going to drink my shot out of Blanche. And I'm going to take this last hit because I ain't drinking with y'all. I'm not today. Well, it's strong today. It was it every week. Hey, whenever the quarantine ends, there will be, I have tracked some down, there will be some barrel aged Malort from when the quarantine ends. Some of the hand sanitizer. Yikes. Which is selfish of me. So we have a tradition at the, that was a big ass young. The happy right. corner pot. And now you're getting. <laughs> like, I think it Tim's like ready. Tim was out of space. Like, <laughs> deep space, Houston. <laughs> he does that thing. Look at his green screen. He could be on the moon, though. Like, honestly, who knows? I could change it. Me too. Jody Foster. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be on the moon. Right. Uh, but now we have a tradition at the happy corner where uh, we have our guests pick their favorite like uh, theme song or uh, TV commercial jingle uh, from when they were growing up or whatever, like just a favorite theme song or a jingle. Oh, I don't know why. I literally don't know why. I just think it's because it was on Nick at Night a lot when I was like little. I used to like always be obsessed and I would never watch the show, but just the intro to Mary Tyler Moore where she showed her head up and you're gonna make it after all. That only that part. That's the only thing I cared about. And then I would just go back to my room. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, good night. Mm -hmm. It was iconic. I just wanted to be in Minneapolis, throw my hat and move on. Yeah. Did you do it once you move, uh, once moving up to Chicago? Uh, no, because I ne- I don't wear hats. <laughs> I don't I don't wear hats. We need to get you something else to throw up in the air. I just want to be like a sporty thirty year old woman with a life to conquer. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got time. You know, trying to get birth control time. pills without my doctor finding out. You know, just really doing all the storylines from nineteen seventy eight or whatever the fuck was oh. on that show. I wore pants to work and I wasn't tired. Sixties, fifties. I wore a belt and I lived. Who can turn the world? Dude, Matt, it really is an old, old person. Like he chose to marry Tyler Moore. (laughs) You're an old lady. The one from my childhood that was playing during my childhood was my actual favorite show up until I was four, which was Unsolved Mysteries, which is just that that still makes you an old person. I just oh, that doesn't change anything. That was all when I was still old. And I loved Robert Stack's voice. Like, I would go to sleep with mysteries on because it just, like... And then they found her in the ravine. Like, it just puts me to peace. It's soothing and terrifying at the same time, somehow. And I don't like being scared. I dig it. 
I watch the murder channel to go to sleep sometimes. Yeah. I don't judge still it. Still do. I don't judge it. I don't judge I it. love the ID channel. I love the ID channel. I do too. Why? Why do y'all love that shit? I'm just fascinated with that kind of stuff. I don't know why. Really? I don't think I could like, I'm not like t- trying to come up with ways to kill anybody or anything. I just. I think Are you it's fascinating. sure? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm positive. <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm pretty positive. I've been more upset than all of those people at any moment in time and never thought to do that. So that's yeah. why I watch it. Because like, I really like flop. Like, it's like Bill Burr says, like, I'm like driving at a 60 and like, I don't go to 100. Like, I pretty much beat up there. Like, I'm always okay. So, okay. like. So like the fact that like someone like flies off the handle and then has to kill somebody because I just want to fly off the handle, yell at you for 10 minutes and then just move on. Like I just got to sort of have a tantrum, but like they like have to kill people. Right. Right. It's, it's kind yeah. of a check. Like it's like, a, oh, you know, sometimes I'm shitty, but I'm not that shitty, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like my impulse control could use some work. However, however, it's not as however. bad as these bitches. The ones that yeah. freak me out the most are the, um, what is the, sh- I think it's called Fear Thy Neighbor. Oh, yes. Those are like too oh, yeah. real. I'm like, I've gotten into it with neighbors. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Would be- there was one in a upper middle class black neighborhood like last month and I was like glued because I'm like, it was impossible. I couldn't yeah. handle it. I couldn't handle it. Like he literally, like these people were like terrorizing each other. Like you can't have your mailbox that close to mine. The property that's on the side of the property line, but it looks ugly. And I said, "It's crazy." It's just everyone's mentally ill and, and controlling people, right? Because what you really learn from watching Forensic Files and Unsolved Mysteries and the ID Channel and all that stuff is that actual crazy people don't sound that fucking weird. Yeah, you start to like relate. You're like, oh yeah. shit. Like, I get it. That would make me mad, too. That would piss me off. Yeah, and, like, the there's a couple of things that bleed into that. Like, one, simple shit can make people snap. Mm-hmm. Like, there are moments where people don't even expect to go to that degree, but something happens where they it, there's a disconnect, psychotic break, whatever the fuck, yeah. and they are out they body. It, that, it's a... Because oh, there have been yep. people multiple times, like, They've never been like this or it has never, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that yeah. type of shit fucking happens. And so like, you know, like the human psyche and emotions are volatile, like mm-hmm. little things, d- different senses and different triggers can push you into a whole different mindset with the quick yeah. a, a finger snap. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like a lot of that is like, a lot of it is, not necessarily there are consistently people who are just criminals who just do shit consistently criminal mm-hmm. but a majority people are not that yeah most people are not most people yeah. do not want to commit crime yeah so like when you get to a point where you're like i'm killing somebody that that's when it's like whoa you just had a whole break right. with reality right there right. fam mm-hmm. like but i like watching it I do. I love it. I, I love truly it. Truly do. 
And I hey, love when the wives see- kill the husbands and get away with it for 15 years. Oh, man. Y'all see Stabler coming back? Stabler coming back that. to uh, SVU? Oh, uh, bring that thick booty back to prime time. That's that's only for a couple of episodes before he starts the spinoff. Oh, there's a spinoff. He's he's going to be starring in a uh, SVU spin or yeah, spinoff of SVU about something. I don't remember what that one's about. It won't be sex crimes, though. It'll be something else. Well, I want sex crimes. Well, he'll be on it for a couple episodes. <laughs> well, I need sex crimes. I need sex crimes. Uh, sex crimes are bust. Or not. I just want his butt to be in it. Chris Maloney He's has thick. the best yeah, ass. He do got a, he, he, he hit them squats. Yeah. He need to be putting on some Fashion Nova or some shit. Mm. <laughs> Give me something to butt. look at. We talking shit. butt. Who does have a nice donk though? Sure. Yeah. Right. Something about them Italian boys can't be helped. Mm-hmm. Sure. Is it Tim Italian? Yes. Well, Just was... me, not Amy. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Just Tim. Amy's half mailman. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, dude, I've been saying stupid shit for the past week and a half. Like, more, like, I say stupid shit all the time. Fam, last night, I said, because <laughs> I, I was watching The Stand with Kara and Nelly, and as they were like, the character, Nelly said something about, like, baby aspirin. I was like, can babies take baby aspirin? Mm-hmm. Like, and it was just like a fuck, you know how, like, when you have a yeah. high and you say some really obvious shit, mm-hmm. but like, I've been having those moments. I apologize. It's, no, it's, it's totally fine. I feel, I, I feel like once I'm allowed around people again, I'm, I'm not going to know how to socialize. I feel like I've lost it. If you don't use it, you lose it. You know? It's true. But hey. I'm going to start by licking everybody and go from there. Oh, that'd be really nice yeah, of you. Really kind. Okay. Where's the first place uh, you're going to go? Things open The first up. place I'm going to go, um, probably work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, first place I'm booked. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm, like, not in a big hurry to do a whole lot of unnecessary socialization until this shit's, like, over. Oh, I know. Like, yeah. under oh, control. Yeah, and uh, even even when like, shit opens up, I think it's going to be a while before. Like, I know Tim and I do our open mic, I think, and our show at the Donut. I feel like that's going to be a bit still. Yeah, and like I just, I'm not comfortable putting myself out for the undue risk for what to get a fucking drink I could have made at home and to talk to somebody I could have FaceTime that I've been FaceTiming because I'm not going to talk to anybody at these fucking mics that I'm not talking to right now. That's what we really learned about quarantine. If we're not friends right now, I don't fucking like you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. Because if I have not, if it has not crossed my mind in two and a half months to text you, figure out how I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can figure out how you feel. Like, right. you know? We ain't thinking about each other, huh? Nope. We busy. We busy. We busy in this quarantine, not speaking to one another. There you go. I get well, it. Also, I find it very stressful to be talking to people all day long in this. Like it's a little more invasive. Yeah. Yeah. Though when people always want to be contacted, it's like I actually have a day job to do, and I have stuff I need to focus on. Can you get out of my cell phone? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a little stressful, and I'll go without answering messages, and I know people are like, I know you ain't doing shit. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not trying to talk right now. Yeah. And that's fair. You know, and that's my fucking right. And speaking of not trying to talk right now, my laptop only got about 10 minutes left on this battery we, right here. We're going to wrap this up. Yep. Now, wrap that's up. perfect timing, bro, because I was about to ask you, where can everybody find you? Bless, 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 bless. I am on Instagram, on Matt Brown Comic and Matt Brown Makeup. And so that's where you can see everything going to do with me. Yeah. And Matt Brown Comic. Yes. Man, make sure y'all check that out. Uh, boo. Where uh, can everybody find you? You can find me on Instagram at Miss Amy Blaze or on Facebook, Amy Blaze, or anywhere, Miss Amy Blaze or Amy Blaze, any of the Amy Blaze variations. Timmy? Uh, Timmy Blaze Comedy on Instagram and Timmy Blaze on Facebook. I don't really do much of anything else. All right. And you can find me, K Marion Comedy, on Instagram. Make sure you follow the Happy Corner Podcast on Instagram. Uh, and Kimberly Marin on Facebook, like, rate the Happy Corner Podcast on Facebook, and on all your DSPs, whichever one you're listening to. Uh, and shout out to Chris Bongat for our theme song. And Chris Horn uh, for our logo. Yes. And shout out to Sterling, who is running sound and audio hey, and thanks, visual Sterling. and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is, yeah, this has been the Happy Corner Podcast. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Kate B and Amy have this world the doctor ordered. Pull up a chair, it's the happy corner.